And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a little this. It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome for the first time, if it's your first time listening. I have a lot of new Twitter followers lately, and hello, maybe you didn't know that I had a podcast because I didn't tell you, but look, I do, and you can go back, you can listen to other issues and episodes, episodes about issues. Feel free to dip into the archives, they're all there. This one might be a bit much for you to start off with. Um, the question this this week is, what is it? Oh, we we went with how hard is life, man? How hard is life, man? And you'll hear, it's me and John Hastings. Oh my goodness, guys, John Hastings. He is such a funny comedian and a stand-up dude. I love him so much. You can follow him on Twitter at TheJohnHastings, and he's he's well worth following. He'll be in the UK. He lives in the UK, and he's all around the place. He'll be in Edinburgh this year. Check him out, guys. He's really the greatest. Lots of giggling in this podcast, as you will hear. I'm, I'm going to refrain from telling you too much about this particular podcast, because you're going to hear it all. But what do I have to make sure that I tell you? I have to tell you that we were in a cafe outside, which you will hear. There was a moment where we had interactions with the waitress and interaction with the cafe owner. I decided to leave it in. It's only a few minutes. If you're not into it, just obviously skip ahead. I don't need to tell you what to do with your life or how to spend your time. Do whatever you want to do with it. But I, I felt that I had to leave it in because we continually called back to that interaction for the rest of the podcast. So if I cut it out, you wouldn't have known what would happen and, and all of our sideshow Bob references wouldn't be making any sense. So I left it in. I was listening back to this episode in my through my headphones and there was a moment where I was just walking down the street da 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 listening there's ambient noise of course because we're in a cafe and there was a moment when the waitress came up and said anything else but it scared the shit out of me guys because I was listening in my headphones and I thought that it was someone right next to me in real life or possibly a voice inside my head saying anything else I don't remember at what point that happens, but just be alert, guys. I hope you don't get scared like I did if you're listening with headphones. Oh, trigger warning. Lots of poop talk. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much it. I left this one relatively unedited. I did have to trim some stuff, um, but for the most part, it is just our rambling conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. I had been having a pretty rough few weeks, and meeting up with John was really awesome for me. We, we did a lot of chatting off mic which was great. Do you want to know why the podcast has gone away for so long? It's not my usual self-sabotage and uh, lack of ability to follow through. A lot of things died, which made this podcast not only difficult, but actually impossible to do. In descending order of importance, these things died. My mom, my voice, my computer. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. Guys, it wasn't happening. So my computer's back. Good for that. My voice, obviously, back in full force. Mom, still dead gonna always be dead for all of time, forever. It's been two months and one week, so it's not been long at all in the history of my life, and in the history of how long I knew my mom, which is also my entire life. So, guys, I just can't talk about it yet. Maybe eventually, I'm sure. Listen, we're moving through the process. I'm moving through the process. It's a process. Guys, I don't know anything. It's only been two months, but I'm back here and this is happening and this is going to continue to ha happen for as long as it possibly can okay gosh this got really this turned into a real bummer real quick guys well life is hard and uh let's just all deal with it let's just live in this moment a little bit let's not let's move on let's get to that cafe with john hastings you'll see it's gonna be fine guys we're all gonna be fine
It's the weird thing. Yes. There was a time when you were just a stand-up comedian, and now we're like radio engineers <laughs> managing marketing <laughs> campaigns. Like here we are. It's all happening for us. Indeed, it is. So Hastings. What's up, um, Smeeth? Smeeth. The question is, how hard is life, man? It's pretty fucking tough. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should both be in black turtlenecks and there's that, that like, is it a, a djembe? The, like the, the shallow drum. Yes. Whenever you think of beatniks in the 50s, that Does like. Does it start with a DJ? Djembe? Djembe? Is that the timpani? No. The bongos. Either Definitely way. bongos are a thing. How hard is life? <laughs> Hi. Really? Hi. <laughs> Our waitress just walked by. John, would you care to tell the people where we are right now? We are sat at the corner <laughs> of Elizabeth and Little Burke Street in Melbourne, Victoria province or state, Australia, is that right? State. The state of Victoria. Directly across from the schnitz. Have you had a schnitz? Oh, no, you're like... yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't either. It's... Because someone said to me it was like a giant chicken McNugget, and that did not sell me on it. Oh, really? That almost sold me, and I've been vegetarian for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like a giant chicken McNugget. Have you been vegetarian for 20 years? Um, Yeah, a good long while. So you rode through... You began at a time when a vegetarian restaurant was... Insane. You mean just crazy hippie people? Like yeah, there were everything based on tahini. Yeah, like everything was based on (laughs) like the beat, and people would walk in there and be like, "What is this smell? Where's the cheese?" Yeah, pretty much. Like I still, because I was vegetarian for five years, and I was sort of at that time where vegetarianism went from sort of like, "What are you doing, crazy man?" to families are vegetarian, and it's a completely acceptable part. Yeah, there's been a sea change in how the the public perceives vegetarianism. I really enjoy it. And now it's all getting turned towards the vegans. It really is. Because they're uppity. I need to be honest. I feel that my podcast listeners know this, but I'm truly a seekin. I will eat creatures of the sea. Uh, yeah. is Which the, is not good. It's not good because the trawling and the depletion and the et cetera. But I need the beach 12. I know. And also like shrimp and salmon. Delicious. Delicious. I thought when I ate them, I would feel their pain and I would cry tears of empathy for the living creature that they once were and I don't. All I feel is the deliciousness. Because I don't think that they're aware of what's going on. They're so noble as creatures that they just sacrifice their lives. I love the idea of someone being so noble that they're unaware. Have you seen a salmon? The salmon, it is aware but it chooses to go towards the net and go, no, I must sacrifice myself so that these these people can enjoy a nice brunch. Oh, salmon, you noble, mighty beast. Beautiful pink. How hard is life for the salmon? Right, guys? Real hard. So hard. Let's also own up about the fact that uh, the question, guys, somewhat arbitrary. It is a, it's a little tough to come up with a question. Just De- Deanne and I are both going through some... Th- through some things. We're going through some things. <laughs> I've just turned into a three-year-old. Um, uh, but we both love sharing our lives with various people on the internet. So we just, I really hope that saxophone music is being picked up. <laughs> whatever I'm saying now it just got pretty sweet. so dramatic. It is pretty sweet. It's the perfect underscore to what you're saying right it's now. It's beautiful. This podcast is less of a, a comedic hour and more of a Leonard Cohen song drawn out, shared by two friends. <laughs> Guys, I'll have you know this. John and I have been having a great convo for mm-hmm. the last more than hour. Indeed. We're sitting here. We've been strolling around the town. We've been having deep conversations in the middle of trying to order juice at very <laughs> hectic places. What was that place? And I don't know. The, I think it's called the <laughs> Tropicana Juice Bar. Basically, we've been talking really deep things in the least, like the least <laughs> good places to be mournful. Just like, how are you going? You know, I've, I think I've realized God Carrot is... Carrot, ginger, <laughs> apple. God is definitely dead. 
and there's nothing we, we can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, every time I wake up, I feel nothing but a, a need to drink. <laughs> 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 That's what we should do is we should stop being comedians and we should just set up a service where people going through mourning have to discuss, like go with a therapist to just the worst, like at a water park in black swimming trunks. Just, you know, when my, um, my father got hit by the train. All right, who's going down the blackout next? I, uh, I realized that I'm never going to be able to share anything with a guy. You want to be on this lazy river or do you not want to be on this lazy river? Water fight. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like life, man. Yeah, it's just I, what life is like. You don't have time to process this shit. No, there's a there's <laughs> there is a lazy river ride a rolling, and you better yeah. get on it. <laughs> or you're gonna be at the top just with that sad lifeguard who wants to be at the bottom, posed coolly with his knee up on a bar, and then he's up there <laughs> being splashed by by sad eleven year olds. I went to a water park, which is why that metaphor has apt observations. You know what was great about that was our waitress was looking over and heard every word of that, very confused <laughs> and amused at the same time. We were just normal people until about five minutes ago when we whipped out these microphones. With no explanation to the staff, because we are in a public <laughs> restaurant outside. And people are walking by just being like, who? I felt fine about the microphones. What, where I really started feeling self-conscious was when I yelled schnitz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I should also own up to the fact that I have had two long blacks, I'm which is a type of coffee. <laughs> is that what they're saying now? <laughs> Just so y'all know. Do you get affected by caffeine? This is oh, yeah. a tangent. I do. I've cured myself of it because... In my last year in Montreal, do you remember when I was working nights at a radio station? I don't yes, know. but you know what I was hoping you were going to say? Yeah. Do you remember when I was overweight? I, I do remember like, when I was overweight. I to be like, I do remember because I feel like I'm one of the very few people who even knows that. Anymore. There's like seven people in my life that are like I'm still like close with that do remember when I was over 300 pounds. I don't. I and don't. had two last names. McNeish. McNeish Hastings. I don't think about it all the time, but last night when you were killing, ripping it up on set list, and you were, and that audience can fuck themselves. This is an interesting thing that I... I pointed. I want to know. I also pointed uh, as if they were right there. Oh, I hated been. those people. I don't know if you have a lot of comedians in your audience, but as a professional stand-up comedian, let me just take a second and say, you were allowed to blame the audience. Oh, last I've, night? I blamed them from minute mm-hmm. one. I've made a career out of blaming the audience, and I'm going to keep doing it, because I just think sometimes people are not prepared to enjoy... What people, what they're there supposedly to do. I don't know what was wrong with those people. And I wasn't on that show. I was just watching that mm-hmm. show. And everybody was being brilliant. And the audience was like, eh. It's a weird thing that I th- is happening more and more is that there's this weird, allow me to just strap on my grumpy hat for a second. There's this weird sort of thing of a lot of people come in with a selfish need of like, this is what I want from my activity, be it like in restaurants, in like, going to see a show going to see a concert and if it doesn't live up to their specific expectations they just tune out as opposed to go oh I didn't expect this but I've already bought a ticket so I will simply enjoy this now because yeah. it's of an equal good quality just not what I expected instead everyone just goes no fuck you right and just bugs the shit out of me yeah like I just maybe it was I was raised with a little less money but it's like if I am paid any amount of money or even just given my time I will, I will do my best to enjoy it no matter what, because I'm just like, fuck it. I'm here for an hour. I don't, I don't like this, but maybe this is a new experience for me. Or I'll go, I, like, I went and saw Cricket, 
Turns out I hate cricket, but I paid forty dollars. Uh, Were to learn. you there for like three days? How does cricket work? We, I was there for six hours. Oh my god! And it went on for another five hours. Oh my god! To the point that I left, had a nap, a shower, watched <laughs> an entire movie in a movie theater. <laughs> And then met them as they were coming out of the stadium. That's insane. Insane. Wow. But I did my best to enjoy it, and then I reached my limit, and I quietly excused myself. I like that your limit is six hours in as well. That is a respectable. That's a respectable more than limit. a respectable amount of time to give somebody. Okay, now we got to go. We got to. We got to go back. Winding right. our way back. I talked about you on set list because I so rudely said to you a minute ago, you mean when you were overweight? <laughs> because I was watching you ripping up on set list. I was loving you so much. As you heard, my laugh punctuating through the crowd. Um, and then I just kind of flashed back to like, oh, this guy. Mm. You know who this guy is? He's also that guy from like Grumpy's Bar, however many years ago. 2006. Yeah. Ages. Ages ago. I had a weird deja vu hearing your laugh just because we've sort of not... We've both been comedians for that length of time, but we've very rarely been in the same continent. Yeah, it's been a while. For a few years. Yeah. So just hearing your laugh, it's like, am I in a wood-paneled room? <laughs> is George W. Bush still the president of the United <laughs> States? Am I in a weird Montreal basement right now? And it's yeah. the other weird thing about ever living in Montreal is Montreal never changes. Like, the same people will be in the same places for the rest of your life so it doesn't seem like that place changes at all so it's sort of like just going back to weird wax museum of like hey oh yeah ram ram, ram what are you doing here oh you're still here okay yeah and yeah no i had also intense stage because what happened was i used to be uh quite overweight and then i uh i lost the weight when i worked at a summer camp in i remember that you went away for a summer you came back i was like what happened you're like i stopped eating bread that's how you that's how you summed it up then. yeah i stopped eating bread and meat and it just shows how bad my diet was because i literally lost like 40 pounds <laughs> like that <laughs> which was just, and yeah and then just kept on going because it just made me feel better like a lot of things evaporated like i used to snore and also when you're really overweight you get up in the middle of the night to take really gross shits really something that i thought just everyone had no, Wait, cause you're, why are you waking up in the middle of the night for it? Because it's just your body's like, we got to get rid of this, and now's the time. Really? And now it doesn't happen in anymore. In the cover of darkness. In the, yeah, they can, no one now can know. Now is the time. Now is the it's time. It's 3.20 a.m. Yeah. This is the grossest shit yeah. of all time. <laughs> we don't need, it's, not even, it's not even the right color. It's white. We don't know how. <laughs> Do not turn on the light. Just clandestinely sneak into the bathroom. No one can see <laughs> yeah. this. Fan on only. Oh, my. Yeah. You were making some other point before I really rudely interrupted you, and you probably don't even remember. But I'm really glad we got to that point. Do you remember what it was? I think it was just the deja vu of being setless. Nope, because way before that. This is the problem with me on podcasts is I will just open about a thousand cupboard doors. I did it, though. I interrupted you. I um, forgot how to podcast. That's okay. It's been a while. God damn it. Should we listen back? We just barrel forward. I just, I also like in podcasts doing this because there's people listening right now screaming on their phones. Just like, <laughs> remembering? You were talking about schnitz, you idiots. <laughs> remembering the thread. <laughs> it's schnitz. Guys, the point was this. Life is hard. It's very difficult. Um, I think what's a very interesting thing is how people deal with, because there's dark things in adulthood. Like I sort of had about a three years where... I've had to confront the fact that I'm not a youth anymore. Did you ever have that where you go from like... I haven't done it yet. I really should. <laughs> I really should. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't really done it. <laughs> uh, but you're sort of like at 21, 22, you can still call like parents or you kind of can get away with things of like, oh, he can't really deal with it. He's young. And then right. I sort of had a couple of 
things happen in my life. For example, a friend of mine was murdered. Right. Where it's like, no, there is no, there is no one else. You have to be the strong one in this situation. Right. And that's a very weird place to come to in your life because you're like, oh, this is one step closer to being an adult. You know when I felt the most adult recently, and this was like in November... I think it was in November, October, November. Uh, there's a, a really excellent comedian, activist, speaker called Stella Young. She died around that time. Yeah. Um, but she's Australian, yeah, so you yeah, might yeah. have heard of her, ab- of heard her, her on her the scene. Chatted about. Yeah, I think last year she won Best Newcomer at the festival, mm. or whatever. Everybody loves her. She's the greatest. Anyway, I was online at home um, alone that night, and then I get the news that Stella died via Twitter or some oh. nonsense, you know, and I was, like, really upset about it because she's a friend of mine, and she's just so lovely and maybe even surprisingly upset about it. Like, I kind of immediately just started crying and was like, oh, I didn't I didn't really know that I felt that way about Stella until she was gone. Well, do you ever think about that there's some people that are sort of totems in your life where you may have like a deeper emotional connection because they represent something else that's it's getting I very crunchy but do you know what I'm saying like there's no, I hadn't thought about that yeah that's something that I've I've been thinking about the last sort of year of that you have these certain connections with people because they represent like a part of your life or a world that you experience sometimes so oh. them not being in the world anymore you're afraid of losing that sort of connection that's interesting I don't think that's necessarily the case with Stella but I like mm-hmm. I like that idea I think with her, I was just so sad because... But then there's... She burned very bright in her life and had mm. and had an amazing life and had so much impact. So there's really no reason to be sad about it. But it was just... She's just so great and it was just... And so radiant. And it was sad to think that she wasn't going to be there anymore just being amazing. And then I was like crying and then I'm like, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. And I go into the bathroom. The toilet is overflowing with shit (laughs) which was my own from earlier that didn't go anywhere I guess so I'm like okay let me deal with this and then I like try to flush it or do something and then it starts like coming up and over sorry podcast listeners it's like brown horrible something and I'm like crying my friend has died I'm alone in the apartment (laughs) with this shit flowing overflowing toilet and I'm like well I got to deal with this. And I felt very adult in that moment oh. was the point. And it was, it was, it was horrible, but also kind of funny. I kind of pictured Stella laughing about all of that. Oh like, yeah. Cause it's, that's like, if there is a God, he is the God of mischief Loki where he's like, your friend is dead. Yeah. And also you get to touch poo. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. It's your own. Did and there's you? weird seeds in it for some reason <laughs> that well, you bi- don't remember having eaten. <laughs> But clearly, you are unable to properly digest. That's the interesting thing about eating healthy is that you would think that you would, you'd, you'd enter into a place where your flora and fauna resembles that of a rabbit. But instead, it's just a lot of like, you occasionally get a green duke. And that is just not... I've been through some shit in my life. I'm never going to be emotionally prepared to see that. You're just like, well, this, this means it's the end. Um, I've never so much talked about poop on this podcast. Well, strap in. Welcome to the poop cast, everyone. I love it because life is hard. It certainly is. It is is shitty. It is shitty. And nothing (laughs) will make you happier than a good poop or fart joke anecdote story. Do you have a... I feel like you do have a fart anecdote story. I have a billion of them. Well, do you want to share some with us? Which which one would you... This is is a little moment called, you're having a bad day. This will make you feel better. One time... I shit on my friend Paul Harrison's wall. What? It was not on purpose. I uh, that I was. It was on purpose. He said, uh, "Don't you dare!" And I said, "I dare." No, I, on purpose is almost more admirable. This is a, going back to what you were saying. Is I used to be 
very big and a byproduct of that was I would just eat horribly including like I would eat steak at Denny's which is like eating a, a hamburger at a gas station yeah I didn't is, even know Denny's had steak yeah it, it's not it is on the menu but it's like all I really know about Denny's is moons over my hammy which I always like to say <laughs> and then say oh never mind <laughs> I just like to order it <laughs> Hi, yes. Um, <laughs> what do you have here at the at the Vegan Express? Do you have a moons over my hammy? No? I'm going through some stuff. So could you I'm, maybe make it up? No? no? I'm just saying it at other restaurants that aren't Denny's. I love it. Uh, Deanne, I really need to talk to you about the fact that I, um, I cannot stop paying for other people's abortions. Have you tried ordering a moons over my hammy? Um, last night I drank bleach. No one will get that out of you. A moon's, moon's over, over my hammy. Um, anyway, I ate steak, and Paul is one of those. He's very OCD-ish about his bathroom. Like, <laughs> he's one of. The, like, I've been in places with him, and he's like, "I gotta go." And I was like, "Well, why?" And he's like, "I gotta take care of some stuff." And he will drive to his house. Really? Use his bathroom, come back. I've like, heard, he's, I've heard tell of these people. I haven't actually met one. He's branched out to using public toilets because he's moved from his original city. Um, um. Well, maybe. Do we need to justify our time here? Should we order something else? Can I have another water? Uh, Brilliant. Thank you so much. Can we take a look at the menu? Yes. Yeah. I think this is your water and I drank all of this. Well played. (laughs) Can I just say I enjoyed the sassiness of this waitress now? I liked it too. I liked our straightforward transaction. Do we need to justify our time here? Yeah, you do. Yes, actually you do. Which is not something you find in Australia. I find Australians very... Literal slash deceitful at times. In what way? And just that they're like very nice, but also like, I hope you're having a great time here at this really fun experience. We don't want you here anymore. It's like, <laughs> okay. I just I did a lot of drinking in Adelaide, and there were a couple times where it's like, this is really fun, and there and you'll be like, yeah, you guys staying open? No, bar's closed. And it's like, but, uh, all right. Just goes from one hundred to nothing. Yeah, yeah. Zero to sixty to zero. Anyway, so I had. Maybe we should have drank drunk those coffees at a slower pace. We should have. I'm justifying I'm our time. I can't. Peaked. I cannot order another coffee. No, I'm <laughs> shake out of my bones. Anyway, long story short, I ate the steak. I had it medium rare. Paul said, "Do not do that." This wait, wait, wait. Maybe just cap it because she's coming back with water, and she, you don't want to be in the middle she of. She needs this to hear the story. story. <laughs> Listen, I may or may not edit this out. I'm thinking I might not. Don't edit it out. It's Let's talk about our waitress. She's wearing a floral print top and a top knot. And intensely smiley. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So- oh. Yeah. I was thinking. Um, I will take a look at the menu, though. Yes. I can't order more coffee or I'll freak out. Yeah. Okay. Um, intensely smiley. But there is nothing behind the smile. I think what you're referring to is that her lips are very red. They are very red, but it's also like it's one of those forced service industry smiles. Thanks. Thank you so much. I would love to. I would love to. Oh, my God. Here's what's going How on. How is this happening? A pastry that has escargot? Gross. What? What if we just ordered a bowl of olives? <laughs> We're essentially just renting this table. <laughs> I mean, Hi. I'm not hungry. Neither am I. That's the problem. Oh, my God. They have cocktails, though, which I didn't know until right now. <laughs> Here's a, this is also something we need to discuss because I've never known you to be a drinker. Oh, I've been drinking it up. <laughs> <laughs> I say that. That doesn't really mean anything. It means I'll have like a half pint of cider and be like, whoa. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. I can have a sparkling water right now. That'll, that buys us at least an hour. 
I can. I'm full of liquid because I had a. <laughs> we definitely had a fresh juice. Had, well, I've had two green juices today, <laughs> so something bad is going to happen. Speaking of shit stories, that's a lot of fiber for one gent. Okay, I will. I will flag her down. I will order something, and then we will get right back to the shitting on the wall story. Um, while Dan looks at the, ri- I'll, I'll just speed through it. Medium rare steak. D- wait, don't speed through it. Let's order. Just you relax. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna edit this part out. <laughs> okay, let me get her. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah, we we would love to... Oh, we're just having a chat and recording it. Oh, it's just for fun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all good. No, I just... I didn't know if it was good publicity for us, because if it is, obviously we're fully licensed the whole way through, and on Fridays we have jazz. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. At the end of the colonnade, yeah. Wait, there is no reason why you shouldn't say this on a microphone. Do you want to tell us everything, owner of this cafe? Oh, this is me. I'm Deanne. I'll give you a little picture of my face. No, that's okay. I just thought I'd yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I never want to miss an opportunity. No, this is worth it, though. So, where is it? This is so fun. I'm glad this is happening. There's not much in it, mate. We've got tons of time. This is me. I'm in the festival, and he's in the festival. Oh, you guys are one of these one of these dudes. One of these comedians. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Well, no, don't worry about this. But it would be more than... I would love to do it. It would be fun, because we'll p- probably put this out this week. Yeah. And so, tell us everything about this cafe. <laughs> I don't even know the name of it. It's okay. Federal Coffee Palace. Um, and um, we're, we're located at the uh, Old Melbourne GPO on the Colonnade on the western side of the building. It's the most beautiful and iconic building in Melbourne. And it yeah, no, it's is. great, isn't it? Yeah, good. And um, you having, do you like the coffee? Oh, yeah, we're loving it. We each had two coffees. Yeah, I'm a, I'm But a that's li- bullshit because you haven't got one here. No, no, no but we, drank them, we so drank them so quickly. We drank them so fast. Because they were so well tempered and delicious. Very beautiful, easy drinking. <laughs> anyway, just to let you know a little bit more what's happening here, we're now fully licensed. The entire colonnade is licensed. And we're going to have the one of Melbourne's biggest selection of canned beers for sale on the corner. We're going to have jazz on a Friday afternoon. So it's going to be mm-hmm. one of the coolest hangs in Melbourne. As you can see, it's a beautiful place. And I just wanted to share that with you. This is just a sidebar that question is great. just for me. Because a friend of mine is coming to town and he really likes live music and boozing it up. How late does the that jazz That was go my question. On for, oh, nice well played. Not too early. Perfect. Keep it straight. Yeah. Uh, you know, middle of the city, can't get too crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's and you called this a colonnade? Is it a promenade of columns? There you go. Thank there you. you go. Oh, yeah, sure. There you go. I don't, Anytime. Have a, I don't have any flyers. I'm not nearly as professional as Deanne. No, not nearly as professional. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, good. All right, great. Cheers, brother. I'll, Thank I'll you see so you much. again. I don't think we can have another coffee. I, Thank I'm you, go, though. I'll do it. I will say. You will? I will. Okay, I good. love a freebie. That's an actual, just a, uh, Steph, an almond milk flat white, please. Thank you so much. Cheers. Oh, my gosh. Water's great. Thanks. Things have really turned around for us at this cafe. I've got to say, this podcast has really, it has taken, because it started, and it was, it was melancholy, silly, silly. Oh, no. Uh, Wacky. And that guy just, his energy really pepped me up. I thought he was, did you hear me go like, oh, we're not doing anything? Because yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. he was mad at us. <laughs> I, but he just wanted to give us free coffee and talk about his jazz. I like a very peppy restaurant owner because I feel like, this is a weird part of me, which is like, I still feel like even though I've been making my living telling my joke stories for like 
five and a half years, I still am like, I am like two set bad sets away from back working in a restaurant. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean. And so anytime I meet a nice, nice restaurant owner, a part of my brain goes, I could work for this guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I, I only pretended to know what you meant right now. I go, I do know what you mean. <laughs> but I actually have never had a normal job and never hope to. I don't think in those terms. Yeah, no. I, like that, that was the most normal of my jobs ever. Speaking of jobs, listen, we are absolutely doing this shit on the wall story, but that's what you were saying. You were going, remember when I worked at the oh, radio? And we're back. I was working at the radio station because we were just talking about how peaked we were on caffeine. Yes. And so well, my job was I was working for Aaron and Tasso, Montreal listeners will remember, and I was a joke writer and a producer for them, and I had to get to work around 1 in the morning and then work until 10 in the morning. Ugh. So the year 2009... I just didn't sleep for thank, thank you, you so much. Um, oh my gosh. I'm wait, I hate to do this, but did you notice we just upgraded waitresses I like certainly did. crazy? <laughs> Hello, freckle face tattoo lady. Yeah. I've got eyes, ears, a heart. <laughs> oh man, she was genuinely quite nice. She seems like the kind of lady that you'd be like, Hey, do you like music? And she's like, only when it's played on a skateboard and then I don't even know <laughs> <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but not in a snobbish way. No, 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 Just no, no. in a cool, let's hang sort of way. Well, this is my problem with the hipster culture that gets a lot of hate is everyone kind of goes like, these people with their glasses and their mustaches, they're not they're not inclusive of everyone. It's like, no, they're they're just trying to get you sort of on board a little bit because some of it's a little off-piste. It's like, right. let's go see this death metal band to let you know they're bluegrass-influenced. I don't know what that <laughs> means, but... Uh, go I can't down. believe you're about to dig into your third coffee right now. I'm really excited to see how this show goes. Oh, my fun waitress with the freckles and the tattoos. Her 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 dress is made of skulls. <laughs> wait, you have to wait. You got to see it from the back. You can't notice right now. Look, wait, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By that I mean she's wearing an apron, you guys, and you can't really tell what the pattern is unless you see it from the booty. <laughs> I'm the worst person in the world. Life I think is hard. What we're trying guys. to say is life is really hard until you <laughs> okay, are wait, a oh. little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you notice? Until you know you treat some people as objects, and then you feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> then you get free coffee, and the guy's like, "Cool." Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Do I look like Sideshow Bob? Yes. How do we gonna listen to this? <laughs> I thought he had cool hair. Let me put oh, on the record. <laughs> he did. He did have really crazy hair. Um, but the kind of hair that says, hey, I own this hip cafe, mm-hmm. and we have free jazz until 11th on Friday. I was going to make a joke when he said that. And I was like, yeah, you can't have jazz until 1 in the morning, because if you're listening to jazz after midnight, you're definitely on heroin. <laughs> I just didn't feel like he was ready for that kind of joke. I think he might have been, but fair enough. I just, I'm around, I think, comedians too much, because yes. it really happened at Christmas where I made a couple of comments like just around my normal like my friend I grew up with six guys one of whom I shit on the wall of we'll get to that story in a second yeah and they all have like families and kids and are like true adults like they sit down at the kitchen table and balance the checkbook a sentence I don't even know what that entails but I know that's a thing you do are people still doing that it feels like that might have peaked in the late 90s I have no idea okay I also don't know I I hire an accountant every year and just say figure it out like I don't even know (laughs) One of my favorite improvised lines of yours last night, you said something about, like, just how could anybody have a double life? You have a single life you can hardly hold down. And you're like, what? A new season's on Netflix? Stop paying taxes. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to do.
do this now. It made me laugh so much. It was a legitimate thing is that I was supposed to have a meeting with my manager and my agent about like very important career things. Right. And I, I almost canceled it because I was like, what's a new episode of Archer? I kind of need to watch that yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> watch it any time. just there's something about me where I'm just like, now's the time. I would rather deal with this needless thing than, what's that show business? No, 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 no. No, no, no. But then I get it done. Or, yeah. But let's get to the important thing. Yes. So I eat a meat or mare steak at a Denny's. We're walking in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. We're at the. Wait, but no, we have to go back to like balancing the checkbook. These people, you said something. Okay, what? And I don't even remember what I said, but I would just say sort of needlessly dark things. Right. Or just like weird, sort of off the cuff, like ball busty, kind of like, yeah. Yeah. With the assumption of, you know, I'm joking. But quote, normal people don't know that. They don't know. They get put off. You've gone too far. Yeah. Yeah. And also your world is like very skewed. Like I'm never, I never will go to a bar on a Saturday because I'll be working until like one in the morning. Right. So I'm like, I'm just geared to like, it's Monday night party night. Who's party? (laughs) Me too. I I will get like nuts. Like I will rage and then I'll find out later like, oh, that was a Wednesday. (laughs) No one else is doing it. And I've like stayed out till four. I just got super drunk somewhere. I found out last Christmas that there was a friend meeting about me. A couple of years ago, because when I was back visiting, it was like a Wednesday, and I was like, guys, let's get fucking <laughs> nuts. And they thought, like, oh my God, like, John has an issue. Yeah. And it was my friend Paul who pointed out... Whose wall you shit on? The wall, it's whose all, wall it's all shit coming on. back around. He's my best friend, so it, it works out that way. And he just was like, no, well, maybe he works on weekends, so that's probably his, like, night to cut loose. But, like, even still, it is... But maybe I cut loose a little too much sometimes. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Let's shit on some walls. <laughs> who wants to feel better about themselves? <laughs> Who's got a glass coffee table? I've always wanted to try it. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> um, last Sunday, I was yelling that a lot in a bar here in uh, Melbourne. I'll tell you who does not find that funny. Most of the comedians participating in this festival. <laughs> you were just yelling Remix? <laughs> I certainly was. I love it. <laughs> What I would do is I was um, I would be outside chatting with people, and then I had a few friends inside that I thought it was really funny, and I was sort of had one too many wobbly pops to the point where I wasn't aware that they didn't find it funny. So I'd walk in, yell remix, walk back outside, <laughs> and then the third time someone was like, "Do not yell remix again. No one finds it funny except for you." <laughs> and me, I would have found it hilarious you there? every single time. <laughs> um. Let's For talk record, about this. The people outside thought it was pretty pretty great. Okay, good, good. But the people inside did not care for it. Let's talk about this traumatized wall, shall we? Uh, let's get into it. Um, so, medium rare steak. Um, we walk through. So, Ottawa has gone through a time where it is now... Hipsterism has really helped out my hometown. They have a ping pong bar. Ooh. House of Targ. Only per, they only serve pierogies and beer ping pongs on the side and they play punk rock music on the jukebox it was really like hey john we've opened a bar that only you would want to own those are very specific things i love it we went at christmas yeah and i almost cried i was like if this (laughs) had been here when i was growing up yeah i would not have ever left i would work here until the day (laughs) i died um but before that it was literally just like a government town like you like get a job with the Canadian government, mm-hmm. you raise a family, and you just that's like what you do, and you're like, I will make this amount of money, and it will go up in like sequentially yeah. over these years, and I will retire, and then I will play. Like it's just a weird place to kind of grow up, and 
Um, so th- like literally what we would do for fun is like, let's try and walk to this other part of the city. Right. And so we were doing that and that's where there was a Denny's and I ate the steak and then we're walking back <laughs> and I felt a palpable oh. darkness oh, in no. like, it wasn't even like a, like a health thing. It was like evil is coming. Yeah. And I said to Paul, who's not a guy who likes you using his bathroom, I got to use your bathroom. He said, No. Because he, he could tell, like, I was, like, like, <laughs> like sweating for no reason. He was like, I don't want anything to do with what's about to happen. And I said, I will give you $2. And we were, like, 17 at the time. So he was like, you have yourself a deal. By the time we got to his house half an hour later, it was, like, it was go time. Oh, my face. I opened, I got into the bathroom, like, took off my pants. I thought I was fine. <laughs> Sat on the toilet and then looked and it was, like, everywhere. Wait, you sat on the toilet. Like I got what happened? Business was, like, happened. I ripped the pants. Like, okay, like, I so you only like barely made it to the I toilet. I barely made it to the toilet, and some sort of like and didn't realize there was a did not realize backsplash. Yeah, it was. I Tony Hawked it to quote this David Tell. <laughs> this is his family bathroom. He has like four bathrooms in the house. The okay. entire family has their own bathroom, and I was using the one that Paul likes to shower in, but not the one he likes to shit in. He's a weird guy. <laughs> he does sound like a weird guy. Um, Love him with my whole heart, but he's he's coming to visit me in London. I don't even know how he's going to handle the bathrooms in that country because it's just yeah cold concrete tiled rooms. Yeah, so good luck. So to him. did you then have to clean that up? I certainly did. I cleaned the entire thing and like with being, what though? With just toilet paper and luckily, like trying to not tell him. Cleaning supplies. Okay, underneath you told the sink, him. So I cleaned it, but I didn't do as good enough a job. There was like two specks Ooh. behind the toilet. Oof. And then he, his mom was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and he long suspected it. And then how I revealed to him I did it is I started telling the story as a piece of stand-up comedy and then told people to email him and gave out his private email <laughs> on stage <laughs> and told them to email him the story. And so for like six months, he was just like, I know this is you because no one else has been to Sweden or Iceland. Why are people emailing me? I shit on John Hastings shit on your wall. <laughs> and I went, oh, I shit on your wall that time. And he was like, I always, just, I always suspected it. I like how he knows it's you because no one else has been to Iceland. Meanwhile, your full name is in the email. Yeah, John Hastings. <laughs> Listen, he's wait a minute. Things. This is coming from a good detective. He is not. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds really traumatic. It was pretty scarring. Yeah, but it was also it also taught me I know how to deal with crisis management. <laughs> um, you took care of business. Yeah. Well, there's, there's only, like, that's the only option in that situation. And also, at that age, you don't want to be, like, going up to the parents, hey, thank you for opening your home to me. By the way, I've disrespected, <laughs> I've disrespected your house in a way you can't even fathom. There is very little precedent yeah. for what has just happened to your bathroom. Listen, I know you guys have specific <laughs> rules about how to use a toilet. I do not follow those. One fucking bit. <laughs> I, um, here's the thing that's also happened. As uh, equality approaches the genders, I find that ladies are farting more and more around dudes. Are they? And it makes me so goddamn happy. Yeah? A lady farted in the elevator two days ago at my hotel. <laughs> I wanted to high five her. She looked a little embarrassed, but I gave her like as she left, I gave her like kind of a nod. I'm not sure if she thought it was because I find her attractive or because she farted in the elevator. It was because she farted in the elevator, and uh, good honor, good huh. fucking honor. I have not noticed this trend, but I do not doubt it. 
Well, it's, we do travel in different circles. Mm. In that you live in Canada and I live in England. And England's a, it's a more compact place, so perhaps it's just that the walls are thinner. You're noticing more there's bodily nowhere, functions. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about your move to Toronto that's been oft discussed for the better part of a decade? <laughs> <laughs> My impending move to Toronto that yeah. I keep never doing. Um, I feel good about it because it has been a really long time. I think I've felt a little trapped in Montreal in the way that I've felt a lot of pressure, whether it's real or not like mm. move to New York move to LA move to New York move to LA and the truth is I don't want to move to New York or LA I want to move to Toronto yeah and I realize that that's putting a certain cap on my quote career I realize that it's you know it's circumscribing a set of opportunities but that's actually where I want to be that's where my heart wants to be I don't want to go to New York or LA I am sorry New York and LA I will visit you I just don't want to live in you I I agree and I finally so wholeheartedly it's also one of those things where we do this weird thing as show business people where we think there is a specific sort of track or path. I think people do this in life in general. Where yeah. They go, this is the way, this is the key to success, happiness, whatever. When it actually is like, do what you you want. Yeah. It took me a minute to realize that like when I started comedy, all of it, the whole, everything that my life was based on was kind of doing my own thing, not really mm. listening to other people, making it happen. Like I did a bunch of things that people would have said you couldn't do. Like within two years I'm living off of doing comedy I'm going to Australia I'm doing all this stuff you know when I started the idea was you have to do comedy like 10 years before you have 45 minutes I'm like I'll do an hour like I was just new and I didn't know anything but then I started buying into whatever where I started to feel the pressure of oh I should move to LA because that's how you do things and then I realized no I can still do whatever I want to do and have whatever kind of career I have from where I actually want to be and not buy into the I don't know. I didn't get into it to be in the entertainment industry, so I'm kind of grappling with that still. I, I'm, I'm having a huge sort of issue with the whole, like, what, what do I want to do that makes me happy? And it's sort of this weird thing of, like, I've always felt the pressure of going to America, and I sort of started on the visa process, and I'm like, I don't really fucking, be- I don't really fucking believe in it. Like, I'm like, eh. like, everyone I know that's gone to L.A. and to, like, live there, they just sort of... Like they just seem very like what I need to do is I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do my show at like Chuckle Shoes. Yeah. And there'll be <laughs> a, an assistant from APA right. and they'll talk to their boss. In two point three years I'll be on Conan. From Conan I'll get a development deal. I will not get my show on TBS. I'll try and get a development deal with TNT, rising in the drama sector, so in <laughs> nine point eight years I will get married. That yeah. marriage will propel me into the tabloids <laughs> and then I will be the host of Last Comic Standing in the year twenty one twenty five and it's like yeah. It's this weird thing of going when you kind of... 21, 25. I love how you jumped. I love how you jumped a century ahead from 9.8 years. You and I are probably going to live into our triple digits. I hope to, actually. So do I. Which is a funny place to land after saying life is so difficult. It is, but it's like I... As much as like life can be really hard, I never sort of... I'm never one of like, this all must end. I'm more like, this is like... It's, it's I'm going like to pour all, you this water, but not over the electric it's all equipment. Sort of, it's not necessarily going to work out, but it's there like you you're not going to... You might be changed forever because of something, but it, it'll eventually go... Like Things will eventually go back to zero. It might take 15 years. Yeah. But you'll kind of eventually land on your feet. Like what, I don't know if you want to talk about it on the podcast, but what you were saying... You might have to edit this out. But you were saying about Sarah and you of like... 
had this breakup and now you're oh, yeah. with her. No, I'm as, happy to talk as, about as it. Friends. That's yeah. an amazing sort of like from one sort of very tense situation to another thing. It's like that's time and you guys changing in your life but still being able to maintain each yes. other in your, yeah that has blown my mind and I will share that with you guys podcast listeners because they know Sarah Sarah's done a couple podcasts with me so this is Sarah Quinn my yeah. ex I am in Melbourne For I was having record, a what I always think of whenever Deanne says my girlfriend I just immediately think of Sarah cause that's because that's, that's when you met me that's maybe. when I met her yeah. even though I know that's not true well she still calls you McNeish one of the rare people <laughs> it's her and Dan Bingham and that's it <laughs> that's awesome um yeah, guys, so I'm in Melbourne. I was having a real hard time, which I may tell you about in the intro. Um, and it was Sarah that, like, really was such a stable, soft place to land. And then I was staying with her mm. in Fitzroy and marveling that. I think it was only four years ago we were here together at this festival, like, in the middle of a breakup. It was really painful and hard, and the breakup took forever. And now, flash forward four years, we are hanging out like the best of friends. And mm. I'm so grateful for that connection in my life. And I could have never imagined that that's where we would have ended up. And so it's just it's just great. And you never know what's going to happen in the future, what's around the corner, the way things kind of change and heal themselves and shift around. And, and it's also those things of like, in the opposite way, that lady just checked you out hardcore, by the way. Checked me out? I thought I thought full, I felt that happen full on. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also the the interesting of like the inverse of like someone you think is so important and meaningful in your life. Mm. Like I've gotten this in like past friendships or like even like 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 things you need. Like I gotta get that to matter. Yeah. Like what we're saying about like going to America, and then you sort of go to a place where you're like I don't actually need that at all. Like right. that doesn't validate me as a person even a bit I've been going with the mantra late, lately and I do mean this in a positive way and I say it during my show I'm like guys nothing matters and I say it all cheery like that mm. and um, it's really liberating to yeah. think that the things that you're holding in great importance right now maybe they're not that important mm-hmm. and sometimes it like I'm finding if I feel pressure to do something or I'm feeling guilty about something I'm feeling whatever and just allowing myself the idea that it doesn't matter is just so great it gives so much more space it's like yeah actually it doesn't a year from now am I going to be worrying about this 10 years from now am I even going to remember this happened oh yeah like it's something I have a big problem with money just because I've lived so much of my adult life just like kid poor like just like Mm. like and so it's one of those things now where I have this weird relationship where I'm like you must hold on to the money but I'm like Anytime you've ever done anything with money, you've never regretted, like, yeah. purchasing it or doing that fun thing. Yeah. So just, like, constantly having to remind myself of that. It's also, like, that interesting thing of, like, this is okay. There's not going to be a spreadsheet when you die of, like, and you'll find you spent $37 on a Megadeth t-shirt in 2014. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you thinking? So you feel guilty about spending money. About everything. I'll buy groceries and be like, avocados? Really? Money oh, bags? Oh, no. Really? That's horrible because I I love going to the grocery store and just dropping whatever amount of money. That's where I feel the most liberated because I'm like, it's food. It's great. <laughs> and I love I love just going nuts at a grocery store. Avocados? Yes, please. Oh, I still will go nuts. But yeah. I will, I will but have, feel a, bad about have it. five minutes at the... At the uh, at the checkout, which is why I won't use the automated guy. Because it's too much time to think? It's too much time of like, I will put stuff away. I go... Oh, it just happened for me and oh, that lady. It certainly did. <laughs> she came back around, podcast <laughs> listeners. Um. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 Quick, 
Talk about avocados. <laughs> um, but I have to go to the guy. Yeah. Because I won't want him to be like, because he worked at a grocery store. I don't want to be the guy like, I can't afford these avocados. I'm like, no, you get them for this guy who was working hard so one day he can afford avocados. <laughs> you, you, so what's going on in this brain? You it's, need there to be a witness. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I need to be culpable to this man to purchase my avocados. If not, I'll just end up buying like... One thing of rice crackers and just staring into the middle distance. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm glad you're working on that, and I hope you can let that go. Because food is food. you got to spend whatever. It certainly is. Yeah. There's some great stuff out there, too. I'm on a real hummus kick right now. Are you really? It's like my comfort food. I don't know what it is about it, but like... It's hummus very and, comforting. Hummus and rice crackers were eaten underneath yes. a blanket last night. This is night. why we're friends. Oh. Look at this. Just watching some Daredevil on Netflix. Oh, I love it. Just not nearly as good of a show as I was led to believe. Oh. It has been stalling in plot development for the last two episodes. Oh, no. No one listening really cares. I don't know when you're putting this out, so it may seem very dated, but I want everyone to know. I think I'm going to put it out this week because that guy deserves it. The guy talking about his free oh jazz. Oh, my God. He certainly did. Once again, I have lost the thread of our conversation, but I was excited about it. Hi, baby. <laughs> that baby was checking me out. <laughs> You tell that. Was that baby checking me out? Certainly was. Yes or no? That baby was all up in your grill, son. (laughs) Um, If that baby had the ability to play music, she would have been playing Call Your Girlfriend by Robin. (laughs) 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 Or possibly Shake It Off. Okay. Because I really like that song. Sideshow Bob just brought out two burgers. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is: Will these two pick a line of conversation and stick with it? Tell me that was not cartoonishly awesome, though. It was also how- two crusty burgers. <laughs> <laughs> they look. Do they not look like that? They totally do. <laughs> he appeared out of nowhere. I thought he had gone home. Ladies and gentlemen, what we need to acknowledge right now is oh. that there was a spare. A spare. <laughs> There's a tear in the time-space continuum, <laughs> and fictional characters oh. are leaking in to Melbourne, Australia. It is Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but for real. We need to get a, a bat of the dip and figure out who the judge is. I know what I wanted to come back to. This idea that we're going to live into our triple digits, this idea that time is ever-changing and it's shifting... We are rising and falling. Mm. Moods are ebbing and flowing. Life is churning and whirling. And I, I and how good is lemon sorbet? Uh, this is something you brought up off off mic. Well, we uh, we're talking about is I have a friend. Has Christoph done the show? Christoph's done the show. So Christoph Davidson and I are very yin yang friends. Where Christoph always leans like towards like the light, and I always lean towards like. This fucking guy's fucking us. Yeah. Let's burn his house down, right, Christoph? And he's like, I think what we should do is have a tea party and discuss it. And I'm like, it's probably a good idea. But where's the blood happening? Thing? Like, no blood. In my mind, you're a light. You're a light guy, though. You're not a burn the house I'm not, down. I'm not guy. a burn. I burn your house down guy. But I will. I will go. I will go like sort of a little bit more, in terms of like, I'll take a second and be like, let's let's break some skulls. Yeah, and Christoph yeah. will take a second and be like. Ha- namaste and then but in it just and it just works in terms of our approaches to life which is i can i can be a lot more logical and he can be a lot more like free spirit just yes. buy a banjo yeah, just buy a banjo <laughs> and we um and there's just a couple of times in my life where and what i, I was getting at is like i'll be like christoph there's there's 
there was a one time where he was going through some stuff and I was going through some stuff and we were both just in a like a dark place yeah and we were sitting in a in the Starbucks you can go to the Starbucks if you want to visit it if you're in Toronto it is the newest Starbucks on Bloor by U of T you know the where that weird Tim Hortons is you go around the corner in that new build and it's right there the tables are so thin they barely fit two cups of coffee and we're sitting there <laughs> just being kind of sad and he literally just went yeah but this coffee is just the right temperature isn't it <laughs> and it just sort of was just like that is an excellent point you ray of sunshine yeah and it was just very funny but yeah that's what i sort of mean of like i can go negative and what i was just saying is like well, i was using the example of like everything's bad yeah but have you had this lemon sorbet <laughs> I haven't. Life's always worth living for lemon uh, sorbet. Or dark chocolate sorbet, mm. which I've recently been introduced to. and Because you're a Segan. Segan. I like some dark chocolate. Totally Segan worthy. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I had a lovely moment of karma this week. Let me mm. tell you about it. I would love to hear it. I had bought some mini cupcakes for my flyerers. We're in Melbourne, guys, so people are handing out tiny pictures of my face to strangers on the street trying to get them to come to my show. So I brought I brought them mini cupcakes. Mm. And... and um, one girl in particular, Fran, was like so excited. It was like, it, had, it was like she had just won the lottery. I was like, Fran, do you want a mini cupcake? She's like, Oh my god, this changes my mood. I'm so happy. Oh my gosh, I uh, can't believe you did this. She was so grateful a about bubbly it. Bubbly twenty year old, yeah. just like I'm just doing this to figure out the life of the marketing game. A cappuccino. She was so excited. And then I went to my venue where one of the girls that works the door had bought me a, a thing of dark chocolate. <gasps> I, had, I had gotten these mini cupcakes, given them out to the mm. world, gone to my venue, and was rewarded with dark chocolate. It was amazing. That is absolutely amazing. It was had, real karma. It felt like real karma. I, oh. Is it wrong? It's wrong. I want to edit totally, it out now that I'm a white person totally going, karma, karma. You're allowed I, to I don't say know karma. if karma's about chocolate, really. Listen, but political <laughs> correctness is not done as crazy as the people on the right would lead you to believe. Karma is mostly chocolate-based, right? It is 100% chocolate-based. Okay, okay, based perfect. on my Then I'm using it correctly. No reading into the Buddhist religion, which I think involves karma? I don't know. We don't know anything. I dated a Buddhist for a bit, I think. Really? She mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few years back. Who is this? Her name was Reagan. Reagan. Oh, I remember tell of this Reagan. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, we were dating when you uh, you got super high and had a domestic. What are you talking about? Tell <laughs> you, what? You it, remember that? No, had a domestic. You had a you had a story about it, which I saw in Andrew the the knife. Oh yes, I thought you meant like with a girlfriend. That was just with a crazy one night stand. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> had a domestic. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, yes. I just remember you telling me the story like months you later. Crazy and you're just like, so I said, domestic. it's a domestic. And I, in my head, I was like, you should never say that. Yes, I called 911. <laughs> Let's briefly catch people up because uh, it was a story that I had, guys. I'll see if I can find it for you. But basically, I went home with this girl. I thought we were going to have a one night stand. I should go talk to her and find out because maybe we were never going to. We definitely made out, as someone though. Someone who's like, I was in the bar that night. Did it seem like there was something going on? Yeah, I actually remember saying to Reagan. Of being like, is there something between those two? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were dating. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we had just met that night. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's all coming back to me. I remember finding you and going, what's the deal with this girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I want to go home with her. And you were like, were you? she's just out of a relationship. She's maybe a little bit crazy. And I was like, works for me. Like, I didn't even listen to there, there what was, you said. There was one of my, like, 
favorite things in the world <laughs> I forgot about is this. being a wingman. Like, I, I love a... I don't think I said a little bit crazy. I only said that because it might get back to her and I still have to see her in a social situation. No, I think it was more about that time in her life. She, 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 may, she very well may hear this. In fact, she's going to be on the podcast eventually. Um, Great. Yeah. But just, you know, recently out of a breakup, anybody's a little bit crazy. Good. I'm glad we clarified, and that's what I meant yeah. by that. I don't even remember saying it. Right. I'm now just now panicking. Maybe you, didn't, maybe you didn't even say it. Yeah, maybe I didn't, Deanne. How about you stop spreading rumors about me? But I remember you saying something about recently out of a relationship. She was recently out of a relationship. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Like, it was like, whatever you said, I guess it wasn't going to matter. Enter Smith from <laughs> Center Stage. Oh, hello. Because <laughs> um, I also remember being way drunk and I think you were way high <laughs> I was and I just remember we were on a similar plane of like it's crazy shit's gonna get crazy I think <laughs> I remember that night in an unprecedented move somehow she was playing some dice game with somebody do you remember dice being involved was it called bones I don't even know what it was called but I remember at some point looking at her and going if I roll a seven we are going home together <laughs> And I just knew that it was going to happen. And I was like, bam, it was seven. Like I rolled a seven or something. Exactly what I said. Like if I roll this, we're going home. Rolled it. Let's go. Like it was the weirdest, coolest moment of my life. Um, That's so fucking badass. Yeah, it was. It was really badass. But I was high, which is why I needed to check with you. Like, was she actually into me? What's because sometimes I go two ways with it. I go either really paranoid to the point that I think people are literally trying to kill me, Mm -hmm. or I think everyone's in love with me. See, I. It's all about me either way. I only go the like paranoid. Like I am the classic. Like everyone here hates me. Really. I'm gonna go over by this rock and just check it out. I get like, usually I get like, oh yeah, we're all feeling it. We're all in love. But my problem, we, and it's sort of become hack, but in the last sort of six years, it has gone from like, this movie is a little more hilarious to like, what is that pulsating mm. blackness <laughs> just in the sky that I can't see, but I know is there. Like, I thought you were going to be like, in my body. <laughs> I'm just referencing a, a recent time in Adelaide. Where I got a little stoned in yeah. the artist bar, and I literally thought there was a bat trying to land on my head. <laughs> oh my god! There was no bat. Yeah, I've I've been off the old weed for a little while now, um, but there was a time that I was enjoying it. And just to catch people up on this story, I used to tell it on stage, and I honestly can't even remember how it goes now. But so I, this girl I just, and I go home I just, together. We were having a great time, lots of laughs. Yeah. She brought What's a hammer n- out of her room. Yeah, there was a knife involved. Yeah, she was clearing out her bed. I guess we were going to hook up. And she brought a hammer out of her room. And I made a dumb joke about, like, I hardly even know you. Are you going to kill me with that hammer or something? (laughs) And then she laughed. So I went into the kitchen and got a giant knife and came back cartoonishly like, ha-ha, let's talk about who's going to kill who. I don't know why (laughs) why any of this happened. It's really hard to remember um, what happened and how the story used to be funny because now it just seems genuinely traumatic. I watching it being like, this is very funny. It was a really good story. Because I think if you deliver with some... Yeah. Wacka-wacka. I think it was also like I was so close getting laid by a gorgeous girl and oh. my brain went like jokes let's do more jokes and it ruined the yeah. entire knife be- the entire knife the entire <laughs> night waka waka um, because anyway I came out with a knife pretended to threaten her life she thought it was hilarious she said you know it would be even more funny if you threw the knife oh I do remember this and so I was like oh yeah I'll throw it but I'm, I'm practical I'll throw it at the ground not the wall I'm not I'm not insane. Because as we all know, women can levitate. Yeah, we had a great time. (laughs) Threw it it at the floor. It did the perfect, like, 
boing stick. Like it was amazing. She thought it was great. I was really on top of the world. Until cut to seven-ish minutes later, she's running for some reason down the hallway because she for- and she forgot that the knife was there. Kicked it with her toe, sharp side into the toe. And from there, we went to the ER. I called 911. I said that there had been a domestic incident. <laughs> <laughs> Which you told me. Yeah, you don't say domestic to a 911 call. Yeah, you call. never. Yeah. And why didn't we even bring this up right we now? We brought anyway, that up because we were talking about my uh, girlfriend at the time, yes, Reagan, Reagan, being Buddhist. Yes. Completed the loop. Oh, gosh. You listeners, you've really been through it in this hour yeah, or this, so. Yeah, we've... I don't know what's going to make the cut at the end of the day. I'm excited to be told what was said on this podcast. Um, I interrupted you a million times. I've forgotten how to have conversations with friends, and I apologize. I, d- I didn't care at all. I had a great time. I feel way better. Do you feel better? I do feel a little oh, bit better. Oh, that's amazing. What's one of those things where uh, I think before we go, we need to talk about the lady who sat at table 25 who... Oh, yeah. She's gone she now. She drank you in like a cold <laughs> cup of iced tea on a hot day. And like three times, too. Did she really? Even right now? Well, like, she's, like as she was leaving, like she kind of looked at her... Male partner? Her gentleman associate, and then gave you like the oh. old dirty up and down. I like how she looked at him first. Was she comparing and contrasting? What was That's, she doing there? I'm not sure. Huh. I am not even dressed that cute today, everybody. Let it be known. I'm wearing jeans that I believe are unflattering. No, these are fine. These are definitely daytime jeans. They feel like pajamas. That's just why I'm wearing them. They're Mm. boyfriend fit. I love them. But yeah. Huh. I I can't imagine what it is. Maybe she's attracted to the microphones. Maybe she's just a show business kid. Or she likes a lady in glasses. Okay. Maybe she's seen your show and gone, ooh, that Deanne Smith. Ooh. Ooh, that Deanne Smith, she said to herself. Or maybe she's just like, all right, I've been in a monogamous straight relationship with this man and I have a really specific kink where I like (laughs) to kick knives and then make out in emergency rooms and I know one comedian (laughs) who has a anecdote about that thank you for joining me I don't know where to I don't even know how to end this with the question our arbitrary question which isn't that arbitrary which is humming beneath the surface of all of life's interactions is it not was how difficult is life agreed I think it's less difficult with friends. That's where I'm going to land. I completely agree. And I think it's also one of those things where sometimes you need to take a break and, and you know, just have a laugh. S- sit in a cafe and get spoken to by a man who looks like a Simpsons character. Yeah. Oh, I wish you guys could have seen when oh, he appeared he out of nowhere with those two cartoonish crusty Burgers. A treat that was served up on a platter. What a delight. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I'm sorry I checked my phone right there. No, it's okay. We all have places to be and things to do. I have to go do a radio thing. I have to go be gay on the gay radio channel. How do you be gay on a gay radio <laughs> channel? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you just, you're just like, what came to mind is you hit a tambourine and talk about your periods? <laughs> I mean, the main thing you do is hit a tambourine and talk about your periods. <laughs> I've talked about this where I feel like every straight white male has a tiny right-wing misogynist who lives in a part of his brain and it's like a little shed and nothing you agree nothing about you agrees with him but he sometimes pops out and just like do it do it <laughs> so, like, i don't think i should like, i love it do it do you get a tambourine and talk about yeah. your periods yeah. i want that to be my next festival show though for real like there will be a tambourine and i will talk, talk about, about my period um also this is just a random thing do you notice that in australia 
you see more bins for sanitary items than I've ever seen in North America in my entire life or Europe. You mean for ladies' sanitary Yeah, because there's a lot more shared bathrooms. And in shared bathrooms oh. in the rest of the world, they will not include the weird sanitary bin. Australia, definitely there. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's also more sharps containers. There certainly is. Sharps meaning needles. Which is weird because I was in like really classy, a very classy bar. Yeah. I was like, shouldn't you just not have people? And the sharps things, is that always about drugs? Is it sometimes about diabetes? I don't know why people need sharps. I think it's supposed to be about diabetes, but it's really about drugs. Okay. But even because most diabetics now will have it implanted directly onto their, like, their side. Like they'll have that long needle that's just going in so it's completely regulated. And they won't just be, you know, injecting like a like a jazz musician after midnight. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Boom. Strap in for some improvised comedy. Okay, I'm finding everything too funny. I gotta yeah. go, everybody. Yeah, you gotta Thank go. Thank you for joining me. If you didn't hear John right now, he said I have to go be gay on gay radio, which is true. I have to pause this and tell John about something that I forgot to tell him, guys. We'll be back in a minute. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Guys, we've been on pause for less than 30 seconds. I explained to John the deal. He's already on top of it. All right, guys. I'm going to teach you... How to properly cook an egg. Yes, this is great info. This is something that I didn't know. I dated a chef for three years named Harriet way back in the Reagan. day. Oh, no, Harriet. No, Harriet <laughs> no, I'm just, for I'm just, Reagan. I'm just saying your uh, ex's names. Random, yeah, a lot of my girlfriends, as I think about it, have a lot of classical lady names. Yeah. Current one, Lauren. That's a more contemporary. Um, but um, So, cook an egg. First thing, you want to properly heat the pan. How you do that, you put it on no oil, low heat, don't go high heat, wait for a little smoke to come off the pan, not too much, possibly throw a little water on it so it sizzles, Yes. then oil, let the oil sink into the pan a little bit, you can also let that smoke a bit but not too hot, Okay. if it's too hot, remove the pan from the flame and then put it back on, basically what you don't want to have happen is the egg when you crack it in to bubble, that's very bad, Oh. so you want it to be on a low heat, when you crack the egg, put it on top and slowly uh, just let it cook for a bit. Now, if you're like me and you like a poached egg, but you don't like waiting for the whole poaching process, go get an ice cube, put the ice cube next to the egg in the pan, cover it, and wait for like a minute, uncover, the ice cube has melted, steamed your egg, and now you have a cheaply poached egg. Wow. Pop that on a piece of toast. And it is a delightful way to start your day. That sounds great. I didn't know about any of this stuff. Would you eat eggs? I, I've been eating eggs lately. Guys, I don't know what that makes me anymore. Do you have to be defined by people's tropes? Yeah, I don't, actually. It yeah. makes me a protein-loving... Son of a bitch. Chicken-murdering <laughs> vegan. But, but they're not chicken murder. The chickens weren't alive. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's fine. I've been doing it once in a while. Yeah. I... You know what? Anybody judging me right now? Let's go back to my phrase of late, which is, fuck all y'all. I've been yeah. saying it. I've been enjoying it. You gave it a new twist, which I appreciate. Y'all can get fucked. Yeah. All y'all can get fucked. <laughs> all y'all can get fucked. 
cooked. All right. Well, this went um, really sideways from a delightful way to start your morning into all y'all can get fucked. Listen, I think if anything can be surmised about this podcast is that it's two people <sighs> just getting deep in the soul. And in the soul, there's a lot of stories about shit and knives. Yeah. That's true, actually. It certainly is. Two somewhat, in this moment, unhinged people. Yeah, two people just sort of, just clinging. Trying to find our hinges, man. Kind of want to go see that Copacabana International show, because sometimes when I'm in this sort of mood, I like seeing just some uh, low-rent entertainment. I don't I don't see any reason why we shouldn't go to that show. A tram has pulled up, guys, with an amazing I already, ad. I already am against it, because it says, free entry for ladies, large functions available. I thought it was a show involved in the comedy festival. No, it's just a Brazilian-themed bar. I like how that guy's wearing a sparkly vest and no shirt underneath. Listen, down south they do things a little different. Or up north, since we're in Australia. Wherever you are, just head the opposite direction you're going. You'll be A-OK. Let's stop talking on this podcast. I yeah. think we've to sum it up, guys, you've learned a whole bunch right now. So much stuff. Congratulations and goodbye. Goodbye. Guys, so that was it. That was John Hastings. How lovely is he? He's the greatest. Thank you guys for listening, if you are indeed still here. I know it's um, been a, perhaps an abuse of your attention span and ability to follow the thread of a conversation, which was all over the place. Thank you to Paula Flalo, the man of my heart. Thank you to Mike Carozza, who made the in- inside-outside music. What's it called? Intro-outro. I forgot how to do all of this, you guys. Thank you to Charlie Sneaker, who made the very cute picture associated with this podcast. Thank you to you guys for listening and your patience. If you are a first-time listener, thanks for stopping by. Uh, come back again. Guys, I'm really going to do my best to pump these out every week now, okay? But I reserve the right to get too sad to do it. But I'm going to try. I'm really going to try. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, my gosh, and I almost forgot to say, are you in Auckland, New Zealand? Because I'm in Auckland, New Zealand, and I will continue to be here doing shows as part of the New Zealand Comedy Festival until May 2nd, until the night of May 2nd. I have a show that night. Come to it, guys. I'm in Auckland. You're in Auckland. Let's make it happen. Are you in Melbourne or Sydney? Too late. I already came to your town. Bye.